0: Hello, and welcome to the Viva podcast. My name is Jarell.
1: I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us today in the last month of 2022. Yes. Happy holiday season, everyone. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk today about something that comes up this time of year, especially, but has been definitely a concern for probably a lot of people overall, but the idea of money is really prevalent this time of year, gift buying holiday parties and travel and just it's a lot of money being spent this year or this time of year. So we kind of want to talk about how to manage financial stress, both as it relates to this time of year and also just generally because it's been a common topic with inflation and higher costs. And I think a lot of people still adjusting to this new normal, even though I hate that phrase, but, you know, life has really been turned upside down. So we want to kind of talk about how to manage some of that financial stress that you might find yourself in given the changes in how much things cost or just the time of year or your own life circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing I want to say is that it's really valid. Um, And I want to say that, that you don't have to be obviously being in, you know, an extreme poverty situation, like feeling like, are going to lose your home or having already lost your home, for example, is very stressful and a huge life crisis. And I think, I hope that everyone recognizes that, but I also just want to give some validity to you could be quote unquote fine, but still really be impacted by financial stress. If something in your life has changed, either expenses have increased or you're just feeling like money doesn't stretch as far as it used to, you know, inflation, higher costs, whatever you don't have to be in dire straits to have this really have an impact on your day-to-day life. And I think that's the first thing I want, at least I want to start with to normalize and maybe start the discussion from there. Cause I think that gets stigmatized a lot. Like, Oh, you know, you're still doing well and you can pay your bills. Like, why are you stressed? But it's real.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's where I wanted to start as well because I think, I mean, this has started, I think, within the pandemic um, but it seems to have gotten much worse this year um, you know some people are calling it a recession some people are saying like but we we might have a recession I I don't know I'm in the the, the former that like this kind of feels like it for a lot of people that we're in a recession and yeah like the the cost of everything is so much more now and even if you are quote unquote, comfortable or doing well enough. It's like, you're feeling that and you're seeing that difference, right? Maybe for some people, it doesn't make uh, as much of a, like a practical difference. Like maybe they don't have to um, adjust like what they buy at the grocery store, for example, but they definitely notice that like their money is not going as far as it used to. Um, I know that's something that I've noticed. Um, It's like, I remember at one point, I think I, maybe I even told you this, Rachel, that I was in uh, not, I mean, it's kind of a fancy grocery store, but um, it has a range of like eggs. And at one point, like I buy tend to buy like standard eggs. Like I'm not a necessarily like a cage free person or whatever. Like I really don't care. Um, and yeah, like normal quote unquote normal eggs were probably like $3. This is the middle of New York city. A dozen eggs was like like three dollars or something, and and like obviously the fancier quote unquote eggs uh, were more expensive than that. But there was one time I went to the grocery store and the regular eggs were like five ninety nine, and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> um. So yeah, and so then to think about like the implications of that, especially like on a family um when you're having to feed a lot of people and the costs are going up it creates a lot of pressure and stress no matter like where you are in life but different for different people and yeah i don't think that's readily acknowledged enough um, in like conversations so i think people are uncomfortable talking about money to begin with like culturally i feel like that's a thing so
1: Yeah, I also think that something globally that the pandemic has brought up for people is this idea of not really feeling secure in the thought of stability anymore. Mm -hmm. That you, you know, obviously we always live with this idea that anything can happen at any time, but man, was that really true in March of 2020. And I don't know that people have really shifted away from that and probably rightfully so, Mm. that even if you felt pretty fine, like I have life covered I feel like there's been this overlying dark cloud, so to speak, of, well, maybe I don't have everything covered, and now maybe I feel like I don't have enough money, mm. or I don't have the financial security to handle a catastrophe, or like, what if I lose my job? All of a sudden, I'm hearing people mm-hmm. say, like, I never thought yeah. I wanted six months worth of savings before, but now I feel like I need six months worth of savings. Yeah.
0: and a lot of people are losing jobs right now.
1: Right, and then there's that idea of that there's a lot of instability, I think, in the world, And so there are people being laid off or Mm -hmm. having hours cut. And I think it's just more, you know, that, like I said, that was always a possibility before, but I just feel like everything feels more volatile now, Yeah, and you know, in different areas, depending on your life circumstances. But I feel like that also can create a stressful situation where you're like, you know, I'm fine now, but now here's the situation I can foresee happening that I might need extra money for. And maybe I don't have that. And that that creates stress, even if like today on, you know, whatever day you're listening to this, you are fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The looming threat.
1: Right. And I validate that too, right? Because I think it's definitely more uncomfortable to, you know, seek support from saying, oh, you know, I feel like maybe this bad thing could happen in the future and I won't have any money for it versus I'm having financial struggles right this second. You know, the former people are like, okay, well, it also might not happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, not in a bad way. I don't think people mean to be dismissive, but I think that stress can be real. You know, it it can definitely still keep you up at night, even if it's not a currently present threat. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure.
1: Adding in the holiday season, Mm
0: -hmm. if you're
1: already experiencing financial stress, it's probably not good vibes that you now are maybe feeling the pressure to buy gifts for a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. So I want to put a note on that and know that it can also be an entirely different podcast episode of the whole you don't actually have to buy gifts for everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: But I will normalize you don't have to one buy gifts for people that you don't genuinely want to or have the means to do so. I think there's a lot of pressure to go into debt this yeah. time of year and I'm going to keep it short to say that's kind of bullshit. You don't have to do that. Yeah. And also you don't need to buy extravagant gifts. If that's not in the budget. Yeah. So both working simultaneously, right? If there's someone you genuinely want to get a gift for, but maybe things are tight, you can still get them a perfectly lovely gift without spending hundreds or thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. You can have a meaningful gift within your means. And despite what all of the commercials want to tell you at this time of year, it's okay. If it doesn't have a high price tag.
0: Yeah yeah and i I think about that um, especially for parents uh, with young children. Um, I think there's a lot of messaging and pressure to you know just like go ham um, and i I can appreciate that, and I know that that's also born out of like a genuine desire to like see your children happy and uh, create this experience for them. Uh, aside from the actual gift, just having the experience with them is obviously like important and it means something. At the same time, it's like, it's not, it's not necessarily the healthiest perspective to create that for there then to be, I don't know, um, a real living concerns, uh, financial concerns for the next three months or longer because of that investment or that expenditure. Um, So, yeah, I think it's, uh, I echo what you're saying that it's, I think it's important to give, for everyone to give themselves permission to really be intentional about their spending and about like maybe even creating a literal holiday budget specific to the holidays um, and sticking to it. And like meaningful gifts can be modest. Uh, Sometimes the best gifts are that. So.
1: Yeah, if you're talented you can make something which also that I think is very cool which I guess could also be a way to save money but also is a just meaningful gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all different ways to do it, right? It, it doesn't have to be something that puts you more at in stress or at risk of other issues a nice yeah. card, right? Like it just I think the message gets skewed about what this time is really about. If you really want to do a nice gesture for someone you care about, I would hope that person also doesn't want you up at night figuring out how you're going to afford it. That kind of defeats right. the
0: purpose. Right. For sure. Yeah.
1: And you know, and I think it's important to also, if you're feeling that pressure, just take a step back and recognize where that's coming from mm-hmm. um, and really think about where, why you're feeling that. And maybe it's coming from societal pressure for family pressure And maybe it's a good idea to just have an open, honest conversation with anyone in your life who maybe isn't going to understand to kind of set up that boundary and just say, listen, this is where I'm at. I want your support. Here's what this might look like. You can even have those conversations with kids that are old enough in an obviously Mm -hmm. age appropriate way. And I think that kind of leads into this idea of it's okay to ask for support if you're struggling with financial stress right now. People often think of that as it's okay to ask people for money, which it is if you need it and you feel like you want to ask that of someone in your life. But I think it's also okay to just ask for support and understanding as you navigate things like this, Yeah, talking to family and friends about, hey, if I decline a vacation invitation or even a dinner invitation, Mm -hmm. it's not because I don't love you. This is what's going on. And honestly, that's a great practice anyway, is that if something is changing in, you know, your daily interactions with people, it is nice to say like, hey, here's what's going on with me, whether it has anything to do with them or not. But this is something that really specifically is important to communicate because I think it does create a lot of tangible changes potentially. So you can say like, hey, you know, this. I just wanted you to know you don't need to do anything. I'm just letting you know that this is what's happening for me here are some things that might change. I'll let you know if you can do anything else, but like, otherwise I just wanted you to be aware and you can leave it at that. It doesn't have to be like a GoFundMe that you're setting up or anything like that. You can just let people in your life know, here's what's happening and here are some adjustments that you're making as a result.
0: Yeah. You know, as you were talking, it's really interesting because I think the one time in which I feel like people, I've only really heard of this coming up Um, or people feeling comfortable enough to share is either obviously when they're in like extremely dire financial circumstances or um, when it's like a like like a really special and large purchase like you said vacation and I feel like if someone was saying like uh, obviously I live in New York if someone was like oh I feel like it's perfectly socially appropriate to be like Oh, I'm I'm planning to go to Europe for like three weeks next summer. So I'm going to chill out on like the dinners out. Mm -hmm. Like people won't really bat an eye, (laughs) but, but this is usually for only that very specific thing, like That big of a thing, that special of a thing. And I think it's really, I think we got to normalize people making those adjustments when they need to. And it doesn't just have to be that big or special to say like, I need to calm down on this (laughs) or like, I I'm, I'm just going to make dinner at home tonight, but like, um, or like, why don't I make us dinner? You come over for dinner and drinks as opposed to going out
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because I'm trying to save money. Like that's valid and fair. Um, and I think it's important that we sort of like share that. And I think normalize that. And I, I think it also helps manage expectations this time of year. Um, cause I think that's another way to manage the stress is like manage other people's expectations and letting them know that like, oh, I have, I actually have limits here. (laughs) Uh I'm not, I'm not going to be adding $5,000 to my credit card just to make everyone happy. Um, there are limits to that. Like I can't afford that. So like I'm scaling back this year on presence. Like I still, you know, you're saying whatever you need to say. But I think getting ahead of it, too, can help reduce some of that stress because you're managing other people's uh, expectations before it actually comes. So then they understand, like, oh, this is where this person's coming from. Um, Maybe I should not expect that they're going to get me. I don't know. What's the latest PlayStation? Is it still five? I don't know. You're asking Um, person. Yeah. Like, oh, you know if you're cutting back on, you know, expensive gifts, like you're probably not going to play, get a PlayStation five, but maybe you get someone to switch. Um, And that feels tenable for you or whatever, um, just as, as an example, but that can be helpful so that you're not worrying about it so much all the time.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that also segues into a really good point and reminder Financial stress and financial struggles are not a knock on your character. Yeah. I think, thank you, capitalism. They are very intertwined. And they shouldn't be. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, But I think that that is also a very easy trap to fall into. Maybe more so than other struggles. Um, I'm trying to think if that's officially true. But I feel like it's pretty easy to correlate the two uh, more so than maybe other issues
0: like personalized. Yeah. That like oh, I'm having
1: financial struggles and that means I suck.
0: Yeah. Um, or versus, I did something like, wrong.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. versus, you know, oh, I'm having, you know, a health concern and that's my fault. Right. Like, obviously I think all of that self-blame can come up in all kinds of situations, but I feel like because of the society we live in, it's very much like you should, it's something you should be ashamed of versus yeah. something that happens to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so other
0: factors are at play,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to note that that's not true. Um, you know, obviously even, you know, I was going to say there are chances there are situations in which you could like, you know, drop $15,000 on like something you couldn't afford, (laughs) but even that, you know, I always look at like, well, what was going on for that person while they did that, even if it turned out to be a mistake, And I just don't think we should correlate your financial status with your self-worth. And I know that's easier said than done. Um, Therapy can help with that if that's something you're struggling with, which obviously I know is counterproductive to the whole financial concern. But if it's something that's doable, I think that's a really good source of support because those ideas run deep. But in what we're able to do in the course of this podcast, I just want to throw out there that it's okay to be in that situation. I think most people are at some point in life and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you're a failure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it is important to counter that messaging because I think it's, yeah, I think it's rooted in so much, um, you know, in in capitalism and, and classism. You know, we have this, like people often, you know, used to say that thing about like, um, oh, <laughs> I mean, there's there's some truth here, but it's definitely like an overstated thing that like, oh, if you can't afford to buy groceries, like, where are you, why are you wearing three hundred dollars shoes, right? Or buying three hundred dollars shoes, and it's like, okay, but <laughs> like, or why are you going? Why are you going out to eat for dinner, um, when like you're stressed about money? And it's like, okay, but maybe this person hasn't been out to dinner in like three months, like chill. Like people get to have joy in their lives and they shouldn't be made to feel shame for enjoying, trying to enjoy their lives even though they aren't in the financial position they want to be in. Um, That language, I, I think I've heard people say that less, those sorts of things less these days, but I think it's still important to counter that messaging of like the shaming and blaming when there are really... A lot of different factors at play that have nothing to do with individual choice.
1: Yeah. Uh, If someone says they're struggling financially, just mind your business. Um, You know, if you want to offer a helpful suggestion, there are ways to gently do that. But otherwise, mind your business and save the judgment. Yeah. Just take them at their word. Yeah. Everyone's financial situation is different. I'm going to put a little bit of a plug for Viva in here. But an example of this is that a lot of therapy practices offer sliding scale. Fees, but they do it with proof of income. We don't for the reason of that fifty thousand dollars, for example, a year is very different depending on your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So if you are a single person without any personal expenses that you need to take care of, you don't have any pets, you don't have any kids, you don't have any, you know, health concerns, you don't have a family member you're taking care of, and you live on your own in a lower cost of living city, you can probably afford a lot of things. for a single parent of two who also make sure that their elderly father's expenses are taken care of all of a sudden is a very different amount. Yep. So you can see, oh, this person makes a good salary. Why are they complaining? Mind your business. You don't know Mm -hmm. what they're spending money on. You know, if you want to ask more in detail with a close friend, like I said, there are gentle ways to do that. But I think it's also important to respect if someone says, you know, I don't really want to get into that and Mm -hmm. just take them at their word. For sure. Well, hopefully you are having a prosperous Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year season. But if you're not, I hope this podcast was helpful to you. New episodes on the first Wednesday of every month. And we hope you will tune in again.
0: Bye.